This is NLBP TV video podcast. I am Camille Miller, your host and founder of the Natural Life Business Partnership. This video podcast is dedicated to supporting the holistic entrepreneur who is passionate about their business and living an authentic lifestyle. Tune in as we interview members, healers, inspiring business leaders, authors, and change makers in the alternative health and wellness arena. Let's get started. Hi, everyone. Thank you for joining us today on Lee and Me. I am Camille Miller, the founder and executive director of the Natural Life Business Partnership, and I'm with my co-host, Lee Gabarzik of Soulful Mandela's out of Long Valley, New Jersey. Hey, Lee. Hello. Being here on our Tuesday date. Um, so before we turn on the ca- uh, camera, we talk all the time. So Lee is yes. starting to get this booming psychic business. For all of you that don't know, <laughs> Lee is quite the talent, psychic, medium, other than artist. What else, Lee? Tell us about yourself. More to be determined. Yeah, more to be determined. And it's kind of so interesting um, to see this growth that's only been the last few months, maybe, right? You joined our community in March, but it's probably been happening before that. And now you're starting to do readings for people and gallery readings. So every yes. week- Brand new, never done before, yes. Um, every week I've been getting the update about the gallery readings. And today he started to tell me um, that he was getting some new senses. So I said, hey, let's jump on camera and talk about this. So. Yes. So, um, well, first tell everyone about your gallery readings. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so the gallery readings yeah. are very interesting because, um, this is new to me and I, you know, I had for some time, uh, been, you know, casually doing some readings for some people and maybe, maybe tops two or three, you know, but not 10, 15, 20 people. So that's a, that's a lot of energy. There's a lot to take in a lot to break down. Yeah. So when I do the gallery readings, what happens is the people who are um, wanting the reading have contact. I actually have a person who manages me. They contact that person and then they set it up and then they're all assembled. I kind of wait. And then uh, once everybody's kind of like, you know, seated and ready to go, then I come in and introduce and I begin. And then one of the things that I notice in gallery readings is how there's usually a common theme. There's usually something that the people there share. I think that this is really quite common in our experience. A lot of times people are wondering, like, who is it that I'm supposed to talk to? The person who randomly sat next to you. Oh, that's so smart. Of course. That makes so much sense. It's so, it's so, the thing about this is it's so basic. It's easy to overlook it. That's, that's, that's so cool. So, um, one, you said you have someone that manages you. Is yes. that what people call a spirit or their garden angel or you just said? So I have, I have actually have, I actually manager? have guides and I have actually have a person who manages me. I guess you could say that the guides manage me too, because yeah. there are people who I connect to when I'm working who assist me energetically. Okay. I, I'm not actually having a full, you know, hallucination here, but I am having energy come in. And they're basically saying yes or no. What happens, this is something that's for everybody, right? So when we're doing something and we're like, I don't know if this is true or not, or I don't know what's, you know, and we'll just feel it. What is the feeling and what is the sensation and what is the experience that I'm having in that moment of choosing? Is it easy? 
Is it hard? Am I like, you know, am I like, just, is it about fear? Right. And when I really kind of like embrace, because I can have a very cosmic, energetic, enthusiastic rush of, yes, that's the thing that I want to do. And I'm very excited. Let's go. And then I may have a follow up with a fear state, like, well, I'm afraid. That part then would indicate I need to make a peace with that fear let it go, and then move on with my intention. But if my intention is based in fear, that's another set of, that's another kind of circumstance. And in that circumstance, the choice is really fear-based, and so the outcome will be contributing to fear. So when, you're, when I'm in a state of this kind of rush of energy, and I'm feeling a sense of this kind of enthusiasm, and it's coming from love and coming from this kind of joy about what I'm doing, that's the thing to go with. And all of the other pieces will take care of themselves. They just have a way of working out. But it's part of my letting go that allows it to happen. I have to let go of my, how can I say, my conflicting ideas, because I think that that's common for us, conflicting ideas about what it is that I'm doing or what it is that I'm perceiving about what I'm doing, and then just kind of continue. So when I'm doing gallery readings, I haven't done them before. So it was terrifying. You know, I go into these things, I do not know who these people are, and I'm doing these readings and I'm picking up the energy and then I'm con- con- uh, taking that energy and I'm translating it into a language that makes sense. Now, in my experience, I am fairly present to what's going on. I do remember big chunks of it, not all of it. Mm-hmm. So for trans channels, some of them, they go into deep trances. They don't recall it. The words are coming out of my mouth and I do remember a bunch of them, and quite a few of them. And I also am conscious of, my, of the people that I'm with. I'm conscious of their energy, how they're responding. And all of this is kind of working in this beautiful unified state. So we're collectively a group, all there for the purposes of learning some central idea. And then individually, even the way that people are seated in the rooms, there's a group that may be dealing with issues connected to travel or connected to their children, or maybe it's connected to their business. But I notice that in the, in the room, Frequently, the most core issue is the thing that unites them. And even when they don't think that they're connected to one another, even when they feel like I'm not really, I just happen to be here. Not really. Your energy and that energy is there for a reason. And that reason is to learn because it's through our observation and our connection with other people, my point of view here, is how I learned about me. I don't, can't pull myself out of myself to look at myself, but I can connect to people who share the same kind of idea of what it is that I believe in, and I can refer to that or look at that from a state of observation and then reflection and say, hey, that's really cool, or what, I do that? I don't want to do that anymore right? Mm -hmm. So I can continue to amend it. So I go into the room, I don't know who the people are, and then I start. And I kind of work energetically. So I might work, you know, like whatever the one is the most strong, right? And then I might decide that I want to move one at a time, or I might jump around a little bit. It depends upon the room and what the people are communicating to me, because I'm, I'm being, you know, influenced by that. So before you get there, Yes. People are entering the house because you usually do them at, um, I don't know, homes or studios, wherever you're doing it. Are you getting messages or things coming to you on the way so you know what you're walking into? Yes. Yes. Like I would say to the people who were throwing the lit one of the um, gallery readings, I said, oh, there's two women here who are really hurting. 
and they're dealing with profound loss and depression. And there were two. So, um, there are, it's, it's kind of like, it's no different than anything else. It starts with this sort of very general idea of something, which is why I dress the group as a unit. And then it starts drilling down into specifics. Gotcha. Right. So let's say that I want to go into France, right? Well, I'm going to learn a little bit about France and French, you know, whatever. And then I'm going to, then I'm going to go right down to the route that I'm going to be on. And then I'm going to go right down to the hotels that I'm going to stay. And then I'm going to go right to the place. And then I'm going to go and what the food is available there from that hotel. So it's just this continuing drilling into whatever it is that specifically comes up energetically through what it is that the people are desiring. Because the our 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 questions, our intentions have power, and the greater the intention and the greater the question, the more powerful the energy. And when we really put ourselves into a state of again, my point of view here, when we put ourselves into a state of questioning, the profound questioning universe is yes, this is the answer. Yeah, sure. This is what. And it may not be what I want to hear, but the question is answered and it's answered fairly quickly. So I'm in this group and I'm communicating with all of these different people and I'm picking up different things and I'm getting into it. And then as I'm working with them, I go more and more deep into maybe it's a loved one that's passed. Maybe there's a specific thing connected to a child or maybe there's something with their health. And then I kind of go into that and go really, really further into what is the agent that is at the root of most of this? What is it that's kind of a central theme here? And then we kind of explore that. And then I do that around the room. Now, one of the things that happened more recently, we talked about this before we got on, this is an individual reading. I'm going to see a person. I do not know who they are. I've never met them before. And I'm, I still can't get over this. And I'm in the car and I'm smelling baby powder. I can smell it. It's like on me. I can actually just smell it. And I'm like, what? So, and then I thought, is it on me? Do I need to knock it off? I mean, I don't want to come in there stinking of something. I mean, you know, so when I go and I, uh, and then I get from, because there's a kind of guidance system to this, there's an intuitive system of awareness that connects because when people are doing this kind of work, because the energy is so open, the universe, life, guides, whatever, they come in and they assist and they kind of say uh, energetically, yeah, do that or no, don't do that. So I got a feeling of just trust and go with it. Most of my stuff, which is very common to people, is just trust the process and just go. So I said to this person, don't know what's going on with the baby powder. Like I'm smelling baby powder. And then the person goes, I thought that they were pregnant. And I said, yes, they are. And, and, and you had also told me that this is kind of a new thing for you. Brand new. Scent is completely new. Scent is completely new. It's yeah. completely new. Like sometimes I'll smell something that's burning or something I can, sometimes it's a cigarette or perfume. I, I probably, what I think is happening here is I think in some ways I've just been writing off my own uh, intuition because I think that this actually has occurred. I just didn't pay a lot of attention to it. I kind of dismissed it as, oh, it must have been a neighbor's cigarette or it must have been something else that, you know, was burning and has nothing to do with anything. It, it, there's, there's a kind of like, um, sometimes <clears throat> the, the, the connections 
are so profound, they're almost overwhelming in the sense of, wow, this is so a part of my experience now. I mean, this is something that I'm actually now inhaling. I can actually physically smell things. Gotcha. Now, I do, have, um, I do have times when I get auditory stuff. This is not unusual. I know other people who have this. Even my father had this experience where he, you know, it happens usually in the early morning when we're just waking up. So when, for those of people who are listening, pay attention to what the message happens to be. So it, it, as we're kind of coming back from our REM states or our deeper unconscious states where we're doing a lot of work there too, I believe, and then we're coming into our, you know, our GPS system realigns to this the 3D world, there is an opportunity because when things are abstract in dream state, they translate into all sorts of vague images, which are very potent, yet quite hard to sometimes discern from a 3D perspective, right? Because the three-dimensional perspective is very limited. It It doesn't have all of the efficiencies of 5D, 6D thinking that is more present within a dream state. So when, um, uh, so when we're coming back in, there's the window, again, this is just been my experience, there's a window where there's like a talk experience. And that's when the, our loved ones speak to us. In my case, with my father, who's gifted intuitive, his brother said goodbye to him as he was dying. So my father wakes up, here, here's his brother, and his brother says, goodbye, Joe. And he, well, goodbye, Joe, is what he said. And my father knew he had passed. And I have many moments where I get different kinds of guides. That's like, I'll hear like one of them was, um, I don't get any of these, you know, Metatron or Archangel Michael. I get these obscure people. (laughs) So one of them them is uh, Erastus. I got like Erastus. I'm like Erastus. So I find Google's very helpful these days, and I kind of look it up. Erastus is Erastus is one of the seventy-two disciples of Jesus. Okay. Didn't know that. Okay. What does this mean? I don't know. But one of my guides, I'll, I'll run with that for now. So the process of our own awareness is only dependent on our willingness to be available to it. And the way that we create this connection comes from our, as we have spoken before us, in in our allowing. And every single person is intuitive and I would say psychic. Every one of us. We We may not get the degree. We may not understand the signal. We may disavow it. We may say, no, that's all a bunch of crap. That's not true. And we have the right to do that. And that's fine. But that doesn't mean that the information isn't somehow circling, waiting to be downloaded into consciousness. And when those, because I have seen many times where people who may have been more resistant for reasons that may be dealing with belief systems that this does just not jive with, particularly in, the, in religious systems. And they just say, you know what, that just doesn't fit with what I'm thinking. And that's their right. And that's great. That's what they choose. That fits their life path. Good for them. When they want to, though, or if they choose to, other resources are available. We have many resources at our disposal, and we have many connections at our disposal if we choose to use them. There are times when people want to get into some kind of melancholia. Maybe that's something that they need to experience, and maybe they need to experience loneliness or isolation or depression just to kind of get a sense of what that's about and experience that, survive that, and then move on. 
So the information still does exist. And when we choose to open ourselves up to it, we can do it. And this is at the very basis of prayer. Prayer is the communication of energy, not just from me to another person, but from some other person to me, be they a physical form, energetically communicating, or a guide or spirit or angelic system that's also communicating. So prayer, so for those who may be more resistant to this idea as kind of, you know, woo-woo-y and kind of out there, we think of it, think of it, think of it as prayer energy. Am I available to receiving love through prayer? Am I, re- am I available to receiving energetic love? And, and that, that part of our experience, <clears throat> that part of our, you know, experiencing that kind of love is very nurturing to our spirit. And a lot of people do a lot of crazy things to try to achieve that. But that, I believe, is already a part of the dynamic of being alive. Mm. Beautiful. So, um, I do believe that everyone has some type of goodness or psychicness and, and I, and I have been told before that it's really an allowing, like I always said, if I saw a dead person or heard one talking to me, I would be scared shitless. (laughs) So I am a big believer that spirit won't allow that to ever happen. (laughs) And that uh, another psychic had said, if you don't want it to happen, it's not going to ever happen. Like it's because yes. you block it. It's your own limiting belief. You block it. But as of allowed it to happen, um, you allow what you're comfortable with, and then it kind of grows from there, right? So exactly, you are in charge. So for some people, the whole kind of you know woo woo crazy of energy and spirits and ghosts and whatever is overwhelming to them, and they just shut that down, and that's fine. It is, you know, ghosts aren't the first thing they're going to come through anyway. So, um, but they, they have this kind of like fear, and it's really a fear of our own strengths. I think that that's very important. I think it's much easier to be thinking small in some ways, because if I start thinking in a more, a more open-ended way, and from now my responsibility has increased, and I can't play victim as much. I can't go and hide. I can't say, oh, I don't know what happened. I like that. so crazy and overwhelming. I'm so sad. I'm poor. Look at me. Right? And I understand that. And I've been through that. And I get it. The thing is about this, no soul is forever ignorant. And all of the kinds of support mechanisms exist that I've been talking about still exist. They are still there. And we can always opt in on them if we choose to, when we're ready. So we have a choice in this is really what's important. The importance that we have, we have the, we have the, the permission and the choice to choose to activate our consciousness in a way to receive information energetically from the universe or not. And it's kind of like, why not have the resource? Why should I try to have to do this alone? Why do I need to live in a separated state of isolation? What is that going to say? Oh, you know, I did it all my own. No, because I never do things all on my own. I'm always working in concert with other people and other experiences. So why should this be any different? Right. So tell me back, when did you realize that you had any ability at all? Well, you also said that you knew your father did. So I think that's... Oh, he's really family good. was open to the idea. Because I know there's a lot of families. Yes. I mean, so, you know, so in... in, in, in in, in my family, we didn't really talk about it. We understood it was so. We, we talked a little bit, 
probably, and it turns out more than most, but to me it was very, you know, moderate. But I remember being, you know, four or five years old and looking at people and seeing their energy. I could okay. see, oh, you know, there's a whole spectrum of colors, but one of the colors that's supposedly more difficult to discern are the violets, purples, those kinds of things. And they're kind of like in this area usually. Yeah. So I, I could see them. And we would watch, my, my sister and I would watch, we would watch different people's energies expand and compress and like, and we just thought that was what everybody did. You know, when you're a kid, people don't really think about like, you know, because children have, because, because they're so open, yep. they already have all of this protection. Their openness is their strength, as is their vulnerability. That's why when a child is, comes into the room, everybody stops. Or people have a tendency to stop and notice what the child is doing because their intention and their focus and their power, which comes from their vulnerability and their connection to the divine, I'm going to add that a little bit there, that makes them showstoppers. And people are like, wow. And they're not threatened. They're not, but that, but that child is really powerful. And that child then carries the strength of the discernment because of their vulnerability and their innocence that when they decide that they don't like it, it has a certain kind of strength to it that even the most wise men may not have the same kind of power. So a two, three, four-month-old, very young child is, looks at someone and is angry or gets a weird fear state. People notice, just like they do with pets. I don't know why my dogs are all acting so strange. As soon as they got this person came into the room, there's a problem here. Because they're operating out of an awareness that we choose often to disregard. We go into our brains and we make these choices and discernments and we say, hey, you know, logic indicates that this person has a degree, they are a certain age, they're a certain ethnicity, so they must be fine. And the child is like, no. And the dogs are like, no. Because they don't need to do that because they're not worried about approval. When we worry about approval, we disempower ourselves. We deny our authentic voice and we come off as crazy. Because we're no longer in alignment with what it is that we say we believe in. We are betraying ourselves in a way that creates a schism that causes pets and children to wonder which end is up here. Are they this or not? Is this real or not? And then they can't work with that because they don't know where it's coming from. And that response triggers the adults to recognize, wait a second, I have this feeling too, there must be something to this. Gotcha. It's very, very, very powerful. And this is something that all of us can tap into when we choose to, to the degree to which we want to. And there's no right or wrong on any of this. This is just an option that is available to us if we choose to use it. Yeah. And even like you, you're still growing. You're still learning. You're still expanding. I'm dead yet. Yeah. And I think that every time anyone accepts a piece, another piece will present itself. Yes. Opens up a different portal, a different. Yes, because if the if the lesson isn't learned. So this is the great thing about um, progression. If there's a lesson that I haven't learned yet, I have all the time in the world. I can just reincarnate. Right. I have all the time in the world to address that. But I don't get the next one until that happens. Gotcha. So let's talk. And, And that's okay. So I have questions for you. Yes. So do you, when you're doing your readings, whatever it is, yes. do, you, um, do you 
just hear things, see things? Are you talking to dead people? Are your guides telling you things? Are you feeling energy? It's a feeling. So there are people who will say, you know, I'm clear audio. I actually hear it. I believe that. That's fine. I can hear them in that part of the morning when I'm still not quite awake yet. There's a kind of an access route there that I don't have when I'm, you know, conscious, that I can feel the energy. It's like rivers of energy. And they have color and they have a rhythm to them and they have a kind of personality. And that, that kind of energetic system has a language. And that language ties into my own electromagnetic field, my own, you know, spine, if you would. Yeah. And the spine responds. I get, I get feelings that people will say, oh, my goodness, I just got a chill. Or, oh, my goodness, I, we, I, I would call them, other people have too, cosmic hellos. That's where the universe is saying, yeah, did you get that? Because good. Yeah. Cause we meant that for you to get that. Good. You know, my hair stood up on. I got goosebumps. I don't know why I got goosebumps. I just got goosebumps thinking about goosebumps. <laughs> so, so, so that all of those things are the body allowing the body to be the receptor of the information to be the telecommunications portal for the kinds of spirit guides that want to come into consciousness, which are, you know, the intentions are very noble here. And they're trying to say, hey, you're not alone. We're coming from love. There's nothing to fear here. Just be yourself and live your life. And they're, and they're supporting us in our authenticity, etc. So when it comes in, it's an energy. And I can feel it. There's also a connection. If I'm doing a reading and I'm with somebody, there's like a feeling of like um, um, almost a density about the energy between the two of us. Like you could almost, there's like a, it has like a, so this area between both of our consciousnesses or in the physical forms and often that part, unless I'm doing it remotely or distant, that part has a whole dense feeling. So over here might be different than here, but right here is really, really strong. It's like being in a stream. Yep. Because now I'm opening up my consciousness, they're opening up their consciousness, and we're communicating in a cosmic kind of way, outside of language, I use words, but outside of language, it is loaded with metaphor and all sorts of significant meaning and a, a, almost like random ideas, yet they are perfectly designed, coming from their spirit, to let me know through my communication to let me know that that's important. And then by my communication, that triggers something in their awareness that validates their experience. And this is what one person said. This is how people are reminded that God exists because there because when they have an experience that is outside of anything that rationally they can dismiss where some person that they've never met before is telling them things that are very personal and distinct and outside of anything that can be explained, that's where we recognize that miracles exist. And because that is what should be the norm in a way when we allow life to actually do its magic here. So when we're open and available and we're coming from love and we're coming from trust, the flood of energy is really, really very powerful. It brings with it all sorts of um, uh, nuanced, energetic um, 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 uh, like insights that over time we learn to distinguish and put a language to and, and, and start better understanding the subtleties of the metaphors, right? And so, and then eventually it makes more sense and then we move on. Right, right. Gotcha. That's a lot. So, yeah, and, and it started with, what do you feel? <laughs> <laughs>
So you really feel the energy of people and you have like a knowing. Yes. You don't do the audio. All right. So yeah, I, I meet with the people and I get like their, you know, people will say, we know that they talk about, you know, this is very 70s or vibe. You know, we're talking about what's the, the, the vibration here. What is the, what is the mood of yeah. this? And people's moods are very, very distinctive and they have a lot of energy to them. And a lot of times people are just tuning them out. They're like, I don't want that. I'm going to tune that out. Well, that's fine. Some of these, some people, you don't want to engage with them. And, and it could be that it could be you know, most headache inducing if they're really like um, uh, crazy. But there's things that people can do to protect themselves. There's stuff that we can do to filter that out. There's ways of backing off a little bit and getting the edges of those ideas and drawing distinctions and then expressing those and in the state of awareness that it comes from that communication usually in my experience at least people calm down they start becoming more relaxed because they feel first of all they're being heard yeah. but more importantly they're being experienced right. they're being experienced in their spirits not just what they look like or what they can offer financially or who they happen to know or what kind of business opportunities they may present you know, much the important thing, they're being valued as a person. Love it. And yes. So if people wanted to get in touch with you, how would they do that? Well, you can add the mandala medium, soulfulmandalas.com. Excellent. Ed Peterson is a person who's representing me at the Wellness Gala. There's a lot of different avenues, but um, yes, there's there are... Um, this continues to kind of slowly yeah. grow. Right. But I, will, I really want to be very clear about this part, though. When anybody, so for me or for anybody, this is a service. This has to be coming from service. I had a conversation with a Tibetan monk, and, and we were talking about this, and really what at the very root of Buddhism is service. Absolutely. For all of us, and forget me for a moment, for everybody, the highest vibrational state, the highest feeling of joy, the highest feeling of connectedness and of spirit and of love comes from service. And I don't mean like, you know, servitude or denying personal power or betraying our authenticity Absolutely. to get something else. Uh-uh. Sometimes service is standing, you know, is saying like, well, I'm really pissed about this or I'm really angry about this. Or just holding space for someone. Exactly. Yeah. But all of us, you know, at the you know, at the end of the day, that is the thing that really creates a sense of personal fulfilled value. My value fulfillment is directly proportionate to my sense of service and how it is that I communicate that service. That is really, really, really what is very compelling and energizing. Because if it isn't coming from service, it's exhausting, it's limiting, it's confining, it becomes um, characterized, it becomes like a, a mannered, is the word I'm thinking of. And it loses its, its um, uh, more than its spontaneity. Gotcha. Spontaneity is also an aspect of, of really uh, being in service. Love it. Well, thank you so much for sharing your story with us today. Thank you. Thank you for joining me today on NLBP TV video podcast for the Natural Life Business Partnership. 
If you like what you heard, be sure to subscribe. To learn more about our professional community, the Natural Life Business Partnership, and to become a member, go to www.thenaturallife.org. Part of membership is to join us live at these tapings, plus have access to unlisted material and a closed professional community specifically for the holistic entrepreneur. Follow us for free on Facebook. I look forward to our next episode. Bye-bye.